0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show tonight. I'm so glad you chose to join us. Tonight's topic is the Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, and our guest tonight is Lisa Barnett. We're going to bring Lisa on in just a bit, but I wanted to take a moment and talk about the notion of a soul. Tonight's topic is about the Akashic Records, and we can think of the Akashic Records as different lifetimes, the wisdom, the experience, the lessons, the knowledge of different lifetimes. And so often we can get tied up in this lifetime, and and rightfully so, I mean, we're living in this here and now, if you will. And of course, the topics that we bring to you is to help you with this lifetime, but Going back to the notion of the soul, the the soul is like it's timeless and it has no um, limitations. It has no fear. These are attributes of the ego. And and the the gift of that really, the gift that our soul has to um, present to us is. Uh, a deep sense of freedom. You know one of the one of my most favorite books that I've never read is this big, thick book I have about mythology. The title of the book is Mythology. And it's very thick, and it has many, many, many chapters. And each chapter is a snapshot of a culture of a culture's idea of how things work, if you will. To, in order for the crops to grow, we, we need to offer the gods a sacrifice, that kind of thing. And what, what I really appreciate about that book of mythology is that no chapter is the chapter. In other words, there's not a chapter in there that proves to be the absolute truth. And there's some freedom in that, in the in the sense that we're never stuck. We're never the story's never over, if you will. And and that's a good thing. And uh, so when we look at the soul soul's perspective, if we're going through tough times now, struggle and heartache and big steep challenges in this lifetime, it can really serve us to take a big step back. I mean, a big step back, even out of this lifetime, if you will, to imagine, with our imagination, to imagine stepping out of our paradigm completely and observing it as a frame in a movie, a chapter in a book, a subset of a much bigger story, if you will. And that can bring a sense of peace a sense of peace to our ego many people on the planet are wringing their hands looking at the chaos of the collective consciousness and they're wondering if uh, if the cart's going to tip over and and certainly that's a that's something to look at but no matter what happens life continues and there's always always forever another opportunity in other words, humanity will never go into the darkness and get stuck permanently forever in the darkness. It just won't happen. It can't happen. Everything evolves. We could go back and do another multiple thousand years in the darkness. I don't get that that's going to happen. I think humanity is has flipped the tide. And it's not always obvious when you look at the mass media that we have indeed turned the corner. But to, to take a step back in your own life and kind of take a chill pill about everything that your ego has serious concern about, to to relax a little bit and and settle your body down, settle your mind down, settle your nervous system down, and relax and relax and know that you're safe. You're safe. The, the essence of you, your soul essence is safe. Well, well, I think we're going to have a great episode tonight. So let's get to it. Lisa Barnett is the internationally recognized best-selling author of The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records and From Questioning to Knowing, 73 par- Prayers to Transform Your Life. She is also the founder of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom where she teaches students around the world to access personal soul wisdom and Akashic guidance to support their life. With more than 20 years of experience in spiritual healing, Lisa is a master of empowering individuals to find greater fulfillment Happiness, abundance, and health with ease. Lisa can help you align with your soul plan, understand your soul contracts, and complete old karma and vows to transform your life now. Join me in welcoming Lisa to the show. Welcome to the show, Lisa.
2: Thank you. I am thrilled to be here with you.
1: So, Tonight, we're going to talk about the Akashic Records and whatnot. So Akashic Records, I mean, um, for some of us, we've spent quite a bit of time and perhaps read several books about Akashic Records, and we've certainly talked about them on the radio show. But in, in general, can you give us an overview of what is meant when somebody says, um, when they refer to your Akashic Records?
2: Absolutely. So... The records are the recording of your soul's journey throughout time. So if you imagine that when you individuated from source, if somebody strapped a movie camera or a GoPro to your head and everything you did and saw and felt and experienced was videotaped, it was recorded on a video, and then... At the end of the day, you would upload it to the cloud, and you would have every day stored in the iCloud. Well, take that and expand it out through time, and you have the Akashic Records. So every lifetime you've lived has been recorded, whether it's here on Earth or lives in between, other planes and dimensions. It all actually gets recorded in your personal souls library so another thing that I think is really interesting and is not talked about that often is that not only do you have your own personal library where all of your lives and information and gifts and talents and wisdom is stored you have your very own librarians and these are the Akashic record keepers And they are the beings of light that have never been human they're not angels or ascended masters they are pure divine souls who do nothing but keep your Akashic records so they're very different sorts of guides they're like I say they're not the typical run-of-the-mill you know uh, (laughs) healing master or angel
1: (laughs) right well well, that sounds curious. I mean, uh, so if there's these beings that tend to the akashic records, and yet they have not incarnated into flesh and bones, I mean, it, you could, perhaps you could see it like, uh, well, I I take care of the pantry, but I don't know how to cook. I mean, how how is it that uh, these beings manage um, the recording? If I if I would say. Of, of our Akashic records? I mean, what, it, what are some of their tasks?
2: Right, that's an interesting question. So the way they explain it to me, and uh, you know, I hear them very often, they're, um, I'm Audience, and they speak to us, and so one of the great gifts of them having never been human is that they have no judgment. There is no right or wrong Or judgment in the Akashic field the Akashic records is pure source energy so they the story that they tell me is that if you imagine that once you individuated from source all souls get to go do what they want to do and some of them go you know journey to a planet or a dimension and you know some of them whatever go on all sorts of different types of journeys And these beings happen to go into the library of the divine and volunteer to learn and grow and understand by their experience. So it's kind of like if you imagined that you wanted to go on a worldwide trip and you said, I think I'm going to go to the library and I'm going to read a bunch of books about all the different countries and places and cities and things to see, this is actually kind of the way the Akashic record keepers are working so there are numerous ones you don't just have one librarian and they are there is a hierarchy for exactly that reason Les, it makes really sense that um, there are junior ones beings of light who are in training and there are Akashic teachers who are here to help us to understand learn and grow and there are Akashic masters who help us more around maybe the bigger questions of, of soul purpose and path. And there are also Akashic lords who we rarely talk to because they're quite removed. But what I would say is that when I channel an Akashic record book, it's the Akashic lords I'm channeling. And oh. I feel a different energy and, and vibration from them. So they're, they're learning and growing as souls also. And then kind of the, the interesting thing for me was that when the record keeper said, um, will you help us to bring this work back to the world, 20 years ago um, it was not very well known of, of right? Right.
1: Um,
2: the Akashic Records was actually pulled away from the planet for about a 1,000 years. <laughs> so we couldn't access it anymore because we misused it. The Dark Ages, they messed around in the records and they found out how to win people's, you know, land or win a war or find their gold or jewels. And so the beings of light, the these energy beings, literally um, raised the vibration high enough that most regular, you know, mundane humans,
1: right. most
2: muggles could not <laughs> access that. That mystical
1: wisdom any longer, wow, beautiful and I and I love what you said about um they're indifferent they're impartial, they're unbiased as to what the actual content is
0: right
1: so it, totally it, it must be uh, somewhat fascinating, I would think to to be watching these these uh, dialogues or uh, um, of of humans going through these um karmic experiences and looking at patterns and looking at um, predispositions of people, karmic momentum, perhaps. And uh, I, I find that very uh, interesting that they're so removed from actually being in the physical experience, and yet they're completely and totally immersed in this um, ongoing um paradigm or, or monologue if you will of of each persona's um, history um, both past tense and future tense
2: yes <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> kind of well here's the interesting thing I was um, when I when they said would you help us bring this back I had three little, Babies. I had twins, and their brother was only a year and a half older. So I literally had three babies in diapers at the same time. And I kind of, you know, looked at them or said to them, <laughs> You know, you got the wrong lady here. I've got three babies. What are you, crazy? And, <laughs> you know, come on. There's got to be somebody who's better at this job than I am. And so. You know, I try and not say no to these guides because I know that these are pure source beings of love and I'm here to be of service, too. And so I, I try not to say no. But so I said to them, why me? Right?
0: right <laughs> I yeah. you've
2: got the wrong person. Why me? And they said, because you were a record keeper. Because when you started your soul's journey, you started by working in the Akashic Records. And then many of us go on to have human experiences, live on other planets, planes, and dimensions, and eventually become human. Wow. So, yeah, that was pretty, wow, to me. <laughs> pretty eye-opening. I'm like, really? I had no idea,
1: Right, right. Well, so so here we are in this moment, and um, I'm talking to you. You're talking to me, and our listeners are listening. Um, how do how do you put uh, um, effect or a fulcrum, if you will, to our akashic records? I mean, what what attributes or values uh, do they have for us as we go through our lifetime here and now?
2: Mm. Well, to me, it's huge, honestly, and this is why I was really called to share this information with the world, because one thing that the record keepers have said to me, and it really hit a chord, and I found that it's hit a chord with a lot of people, and what they said was, your soul made a plan before you embodied, so your soul has a plan. And you do not have to stumble around wondering what's going on. Why did I pick this family? Is this relationship really in alignment with my heart and soul? Do I have a soul contract with this person or with my, my parents or with my children? What gifts and talents did I want to bring? In other words, what, what soul purpose, you know, what am I here for?
1: Right.
2: And so when people can realize that there is a soul plan and that you can find that information in your Akashic records, it is really very much about empowering your life now, not about who you might have been in some other life, but it's about really empowerment. And this tool, to me, it's an amazing tool because not only does it give us deep um wisdom about big picture truth it also can help us to clear emotional pain and trauma that we've experienced in our lives it helps us to understand the why we may have had some of the challenging experiences we have had and you know, what to do about that, how to make a new choice, how to get on your soul's path or or understand some of the gifts and talents you came to share with humanity. And so to me, it is um, just really a tool that I believe and the Akashic Record Keepers also believe everybody should have access to again.
1: Well, nice. So, you know, I look at the um this chapter i mean like these years not not even decades maybe decades but um we're at a we're at a gigantic pivot point perhaps it was in the Mayan calendar 2012 transition or whatever humanity's going through some galactic <laughs> i mean i can't get a word big enough to describe the metamorphosis of human consciousness on this planet at this time. Um, And I would think that um, with our souls having the the foresight, if you will, to see the span of time, front and back, um, you know, past and future, and to look at this incarnation, to look at this lifetime, to look at this point of transition, and then to choose a life path, I could I could totally get the idea that um, this is the accumulation of perhaps many if if not hundreds of lifetimes of preparation of of um, uh, poising ourselves getting ourselves set up or staged to come into this lifetime and do some very powerful things so as you as you talk to clients do you see uh, uh the the inkling of, of that type of event for people's lives in in this time we're living?
2: Oh, absolutely. I, I would say that I have had more clients come to me who have said, I just woke up <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> more than this year, I'm gonna say, more than the last twenty years. Right. And and it's phenomenal, and I see it. I know that the world doesn't always look like this if you watch the news. Right. So I got rid of the news probably 15, 20 years ago. Nice. And um, so what I see is people waking up. I see the energy and the compassion and and the consciousness and awareness expanding, and I totally believe that there are so many light workers here right now because we came to flip the consciousness and wake up the world and move into the fifth dimension.
1: Nice, right.
2: And we need all of us to do this. So I don't know how your earlier life was. You might have shared that or want to share a little bit. But I was born or I woke up, honestly, when I was about three years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had this crazy epiphany, which was, holy moly, I'm trapped in a Fergan body again.
1: Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I remember that reference, yeah.
2: And so I started studying as soon as I could really read, right? So I was, you know, 13, 14 years old. I started studying um, Eastern religion, reading all the esoteric books that were out. This was the late 60s, you know, so there was... Baba Ramdas wrote be here now and the um the Maharishi was coming to the US and teaching transcendental meditation and you know there was all sorts of interesting stuff that was coming out there was a great book i remember called journeys out of the body which was one of my favorites right yeah <laughs> i was always trying to go home and that didn't have anything to do with this planet right right um, But I was frustrated and wondered why. Why, why, why would I come back here again? And it took a long time for me to really realize that this is exactly why. It is this moment in history. It is this 2020 we're going into that so many of us have come to be here for.
1: Right. Well, yeah, you know, for myself, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that I was spiritually inclined right out of the gate. I grew up in a very um, strict, strict religious household, so it was kind of like a Twilight episode, Twilight Zone episode, where the whole damn place had drank all the same Kool-Aid. <laughs> right. And I, and I was the only one that didn't have the script. And... Uh, But my soul put me in front of television transmitters at a very early age, and I'm working with these really high power, very high power, million-watt transmitters, and uh, I I ran away from formal education as fast as I could, and I now understand because I'm here to language the power of love, the power of specifically unconditional love in a Western context. And so I didn't I, – my awakening was the proverbial bug on the windshield when I was 35. I had a, a, a cosmic two-by-four crack me open. But in, um, I, we on this show, we've talked about so many topics, just top to bottom, left to right. And um, – it's It seems like lately um, there's there's people channeling um, uh, text or dialogue about um, like source consciousness, um, like the purity of freedom. I mean, I can't even put any adjectives to it it's it's um they're trying to describe to us, I believe, how infinitely. Free we are if we can totally uh, surrender or wash or cleanse ourselves from the the karmic stigmas of our past. I mean that's kind of how we turn our wands on. That's kind of how we re-embody our own divinity, our own um, divine potential, if you will. And and with the uh, with the akashic records coming up to this, this pivot point, if you will, um, I can really see how the Akashic records can help your ego, help your ego kind of get out of the way to the point where your soul's purpose can not be questioned every step of the way by our egos. Cause so often we'll say, like, like you were talking about the, uh, the Akashic Masters saying, hey, you want to belly up to the bar here and, and be our ambassador to reintroduce this? And you're like, what the hell? I mean, how do we get our, our egos out of the way so uh, be, the, the sense I get is the vision uh, uh, that our souls have for us are ginormously bigger than anything we've ever experienced in the past or anything that our mythology or human history can show us as examples. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because to me, um, learning to access your own Akashic record. So, of course, I do lots of readings for clients and energy healings, and I can move in the quantum field outside of time and space and heal that trauma from all those lifetimes where you got killed for being a healer or a teacher or a wise one. And and that is you know a great um, gift just to be able to heal people of their trauma, right? right? Because the trauma creates blocks that keep us afraid to step out there and be seen. But the thing that is really my soul's calling is to teach people to do this for themselves. So they can have that one-on-one conversation with their record keepers and hear or see or feel or know the truth of who they are as an ancient and wise soul. Wow. And when you have this conversation, and it doesn't happen in a minute, it was probably over a year or two of having these conversations with my record keepers and asking those kind of, you know, why me? Why are you asking me to do this? Or what else have I been? Or what else can I know or clear or release to open up to, you know, more truth? But every once in a while, I would get a very vivid image. Feeling, knowing it comes in more than one kind of way usually it's a little bit of a a little clairvoyance some clairaudience a story or the claircognizance to me is the is the real strength that that clear knowing of of oh my gosh that is the story of me in an ancient mystery school in ancient persia right and I see myself as that teacher, as that healer, as that wise woman or wise man. And you feel it in your body. You feel it in your cells, And you know that it is truth of who you are. And it totally shifts your kind of perspective and reality about what's going on here.
1: Right. Well, Let's get into that a little bit. So you're talking about um, you're here to help people reconnect themselves with the um, akashic record masters. Now, let's use that term, and um, let's. Um, so each one of us has a persona that is is that like is your akashic um, records keepers. Unique to you, or could yours be mine, or am I thinking too 3D for all right, this? Right,
2: right. No, good, 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 good question. Um, you have your very own library and your very own librarians that are unique to you. Really? Yes.
1: I bet they have a sense of humor.
2: <laughs> yes, they do. Let me just say, mine are not so funny, but al- most people are, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mine are kind of pushy, but- Maybe it was I was kind of stubborn, but they gotten a little less pushy. I'll tell you a very funny story, a kind of brief story. But, sure. Um, so I teach people. This is one of the things that I do. The, the record keepers gave me um, what I call a five-step wisdom prayer system to access your Akashic records with ease. So they gave me this. They said, start a school, and we'll give you all the information you need to teach this to people. So here I am teaching this and I have um, a class going on and these students are actually learning to read the records for other people so that they can become Akashic Record readers and start to help other people in humanity by, by, you know, reading, doing readings and healings for them. So um, it was an uneven number in the classroom, and so I said to one of the students, I said, well, you can read me, you know, because there 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 was an odd number anyway. Sure. So, okay, so she opens my records, and I, of course, am like, oh, my records are really, you know, easy to read. I'm really easy to read. I'm very open and unguarded and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, she opens my records. And I ask a question because we do this in a kind of very question-driven, specific way. It makes it easier for people to read and get, you know, information that's helpful for the client. Anyway, so I ask a question, and she looks at me, and her eyes get really big, and they start to tear up. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what's wrong? Am I dying? (laughs) What did they say? (gasps) And she looks at me, and she says, they're yelling at you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, bad. (laughs) (laughs) They're just really loud. Don't worry about it. She was all freaked out because they were just kind of loud and pushy. They're loud. They're yelling at you. I'm like, yeah, mine are a little loud and pushy. They yell. But um, they had to yell at me for five years before I figured out who was yelling at me. So they kind of started out being very yelly. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, no big deal. I'm like, good, you're loud. You're getting my attention. I'm appreciating that. Remember, I've got three babies. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah,
1: I like that. Well, so let, let's take the Akashic Records and then um, fold it into our uh, the, our soul path or the vision that our soul had for this lifetime. So here we are. We're incarnate. We've we've traversed time and space, and we've survived up to this moment on planet Earth. And uh, our soul chose this theme, this this um, premise, this intention for this lifetime of ours. Now, how how can the Akashic records help us, um, perhaps not only recognize with more uh, detail or intimacy? the intent of our soul for this lifetime, but um, also provide us um, tools to more fully embody that purpose?
2: Uh, good question. Big question. to <laughs> say,
1: I don't mess around.
2: <laughs>
1: Let's get to this, you know.
2: So this is what I teach my students. I say, open your Akashic Records every single day. Sit down, give yourself at least a half an hour, an hour, come up with all sorts of big questions that you've always had in your life, and ask them. So one of the big questions a lot of people want to ask is, why did I pick this um, birth family? Right? Many people have trauma in their, in, their, um, in their families. There's been a lot of abuse you know, of all kinds. There's, you know, alcohol, drugs, you know, traumatic, sure. challenging, narcissistic parents and, you know, abandonment and on and on. So often one of the first things people want to understand, because most of us as humans are struggling with just getting by, wondering why I was so awfully abused or why I, you know, was put up for adoption or why I had this narcissistic, crazy-ass mother you know, so um, we get stuck in those stories, and so when you go and you ask your record keepers a question like that, they will give you the big picture information. It may entail soul contracts you have with your mother. It may entail past lives that you are that have become karmic patterns. So that means that okay i'm stuck in a story and now i'm gonna figure this out i'm going to learn about this i'm going to be compassionate i'm going to be the forgiveness i'm going to learn and grow as a soul so when we can start to embrace our lives as a learning process and embrace the fact that you're not just some baby newbie here that you have probably had hundreds and hundreds of lives here on earth and hundreds and thousands of lives in other planes and places and dimensions and planets, you can go, wow, okay, I can see that in a different way. I can understand that as a soul, part of my purpose was to end abuse on this planet. And I chose that soul contract and that purpose and the way I'm doing it, it, the way I'm doing that is by being it, born into an abusive family and stopping the abuse here. Right. So I'm not passing that on to my children or anyone else. And on top of it, then, I am going to be the compassion and the love, and I am going to know the truth of that abusive parent or person. I know that they are still divine source energy and it is my job my purpose to forgive and release that energy so that we can let go of that old karmic story and move forward with ease
1: Wow I like that well the so I mean you talk about soul contracts it's it's uh it's funny because. When I look at my past, uh, um, I, I talked about being wake, woken out by the cosmic two-by-four when I was around 35. And um, I had a boss, and I would perhaps describe him as three things, uh, malicious, evil. But really, really, he was my angel. He was my – I'm sure I had a huge, gigantic – Extremely important soul contract with him that it bitch slapped my ass to the edge of life, so I'd have no place to hide. <laughs> I mean, he would he would be such the uh, the uh, tormenting um, um, influence on my life that he would push my buttons over and over and over again for a decade until I was ready to explode. Um, how do, how do soul contracts fold into this um, uh, this theme of, of us showing up in this lifetime with a particular uh, purpose in mind?
2: Right. So, so like everything, we are ancient and complex. So,
0: <laughs> so
2: here's the way the record keepers explain it. They say when you decide to come to Earth, you write probably 25 or 50 soul contracts with people. Now some of them have karma attached. That means I'm going to get back together with this person and work through this issue we couldn't figure out in another lifetime. Right. And they're not all strung along right in a row. That might have been somebody from 2000 years ago. Right. right. Were yeah, yeah. Challenging. Um but it's about the learning and the growth. We literally come here as souls to grow. That's our big purpose, honestly. So some people, and I, and I've seen a lot of um, people this lifetime who have said, "I'm going to be done with all my karma." And that means I'm going to be born into an abusive family. I may have, um, and, and this is like clients I've literally had who have then not only had sexual abuse in childhood, they've been raped as adults, they've had abusive spouses or significant partners. They are coming to fix, to understand, to release that karma in every single level, And as they heal it for themselves, they are healing it for humanity.
1: Right.
2: So it looks painful and horrific, and oh my gosh, it breaks my heart when I work with these people. But their resilience, their clarity, the the deep knowing and wisdom that they are doing this work, not only for themselves, but really for the greater good, for humanity, is... So beautiful so they're living in in a place and of course it's a process no doubt but they come to live in a place of um greater love and understanding and compassion of greater grace and so the record keepers remind us that karma has been cleared in the akashic field in source energy the karmic patterns that had been written in these old books have literally been released and now it is our time and our job to grok it to understand it in all aspects levels and layers so that we can be that compassion that we can understand the facets of this um energy that we're experiencing or that we're giving out we may be the one who's you know uh, having the alcoholic moment or the um, aggressive, whatever, you know, um, not nice person moment. And, right. and so it's our job to understand all these levels and layers so we can forgive ourselves, so we can forgive those people around us, so we can forgive the people who are, who are emotionally abusive to us that have triggered us to be emotionally abusive to someone else so that we can end the pattern understand it and let it go so it doesn't have to continue on in this world and this is one of the ways we're really raising the vibration of the planet
1: right well and um not only are we transmuting it within our own persona um but we've got some skin in the game i mean how can you stand up being a public speaker and say you know emotions um Emotions are not necessarily bad, and and the reason I can tell you that is I've I have I have felt their pain, and I th- there's a gift to them, and and if you haven't had that experience of them, you're just you're just a snake oil salesman. I mean, you know what I mean? Because to incarnate into a family dynamic that might be brutal, um, to put it mildly. And, and we've had them on the show. They're powerful, powerful people now because they've gone through that experience in this lifetime now. Because their story is their credentials, if you will.
2: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and what the record keepers say is that the soul's purpose, the purpose of you know these experience and the soul's purpose is to. Heal it so that they can share it. Heal it so that they can help other people to heal. Right. And that's whether it's, you know, um, a physical abuse or emotional abuse or or it can be, you know, all sorts of uh, lack of abundance, extreme poverty, you know, just so many kinds of physical challenges. Every every challenge in the, you know, in the world really can give us um, the ability to turn it around to heal it to make us stronger and to help us to turn you know be of service to other people by helping them by sharing the wisdom that we've learned whether we're you know become speakers and teachers and authors or if we do it quietly one-to-one it doesn't matter it is a huge gift to the world
1: right right i like that well um So when we talk about the Akashic records, um, are these like cast in stone? I mean, as we propagate time and space where there's a constant recording, if you will, going on, can we change our Akashic records?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely the great thing. I I, I don't know if the Akashic Records would be as wonderful if we couldn't, you know, rewrite them.
0: <laughs> but
2: this is the huge, powerful piece, is that the record keepers always say nothing is written in stone. And because as we're getting much more clear and savvy around things like, you know, the you know, quantum physics, Right. We start to realize and understand that um, you know that there is no time and space. That right. if I can if I can you know somehow find it, call it out, pull that energy out, whether it was yesterday or five hundred years ago. When I heal it in the quantum realm, I'm healing it through all time space continuum. Right. And so that is a huge blessing, and one of the things I teach my students is how to move outside of time and space and go back and clear the emotional pain and trauma and physical pain that we've experienced in these other lifetimes because the way I see it is pain shows up like barbed wire. So if you imagine that you had a, a life and um, – and you were a healer i tend to go to the healer story because so many of us are really familiar of course with different sorts of you know um witch burnings and, oh, and sure. inquisition and all that kind of stuff it's you know it's easy to kind of get that right. nastiness right so imagine you know you're an herbalist and you're growing all these beautiful herbs and you're making tinctures and soups and healing poultices for the people in the village and you're their doctor right that's what you're doing you're a doctor Right. Using all natural um, herbs and such, and um, somebody comes along and says, "Oh, you're a witch! You're you're healing people, and you didn't heal my wife, and that's because you're a witch, and you don't like her." Whatever, you know. Yep. Someone's wife dies, and and off he runs to whoever, and says, "You're a witch!" And you're thrown in prison, and you're tortured, and you're burned at the stake, and you know all this, you know trauma. And so now in this life you're afraid to go out there and share your gifts because again, you wanna be an herbalist, maybe you wanna be an acupuncturist or you're an energy healer, you just you're very psychic and wanna really help people to see greater truth and but you're terrified to be seen. So you're hiding in your house and you're not telling anybody what you do and, and you're stuck. And so I get so many people like that who call me up and say, How do I How do I get unstuck? How do I get rid of this fear? And to me, it looks like a story, a lifetime story of being that doctor, that herbalist, and is now wrapped in this ball of barbed wire and pain of dying traumatically.
1: Multiple times.
2: Multiple times, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Because we don't want to do it once, do we? That would be too easy. And so I can energetically go in and delete the barbed wire, reclaim the gifts. This is literally a Akashic version of soul retrieval. Bring that splintered, traumatized piece of the soul, retrieve it, and bring it back in to wholeness with the rest of the soul. And when we can do that, we can also reclaim the wisdom, the gifts, the talents, the joy, and that is traumatic life literally disappears from our records and it becomes a beautiful life
1: right well i like that that's that's a wonderful analogy you know the um i'm sure you've heard of uh healing your family lineage your parents and whatnot and 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 the idea of Rewriting the past, to use a general term, to rewrite the past. I mean, ultimately, we're all divine beings that have gone through this this many, many, many lifetimes, and on and and no less on planet Earth. I would say planet Earth is the most kick-ass school of advanced karma there is, perhaps in the whole galactic arena. I
0: agree,
1: and uh, <laughs> um. To, to rewrite the past because our logical linear minds kind of uh, cast the past in concrete. Um, the, the notion I get is to, to totally be exalted or to, to totally embody your divinity is to see the divinity of all aspects of your past the point where you, uh, your parents, even though they might have been the ones that abuse you physically and sexually, I mean, you transcend the, the lesson and you see them as uh, divine mother, divine father in in a general sense to uh, totally erase the any stigmas from any other uh, memory or projection or um, do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, I think there'll be, uh, those of us on the planet that go to this, um, really high caliber or purity, um, level embodiment of unconditional love that when we talk about rewriting our past, it, it becomes divine or, or, I mean, if that makes sense.
2: Right. you know, it. To me, it kind of loses all of its charge, because when we can go into these lives and feel the pain and the trauma, then we can clearly see the gifts that we received. And in the records, one of the interesting experiences that I, I often have is when I go into that um, past life, right, we pluck it out of the quantum field of everything, and release the barbed wire release the trauma the pain so it is transmuted into a beautiful life as the doctor as the herbalist really really having a full life as that and reclaiming that wisdom and those gifts and those talents we we move away from the karma or the fear or the trauma and we can really embrace all these stories as just that, really right. stories, experiences that that gave us some growth or perspective or talent, but they're not real, right? We're living in this this realm of this matrix
0: the you, say, hologram. you know what?
2: Yeah, it's not real I, I, Why worry about what happens? three hundred years ago when I'm just perfectly fine now. And so let go of that that um, attachment to it and know that you are safe in this life. But when we do it energetically, this is the great gift. I have seen people go from fear of being seen and trauma about, you know, people knowing what they do as healers or psychics or, or whatever it you know it might be to getting out there and getting on a radio show the next week. Because when we pull that plug on fear and when we clear that that trauma and pain, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Right, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, I like that. Yeah, so it's a gift that we can move forward with such ease and grace when we learn to do, you know, to access our own wisdom and guidance and healing abilities and and really, to work in the records of our soul, because again, it's part of source energy, and everything can be healed with ease and grace when you're in that high vibration of pure unconditional love and of just pure source
1: wow, beautiful so um so um how long have you been teaching um the akashic records?
2: um you know, I started. Teaching <laughs> right. Let's see if I have any like space and time and space thing going on. <laughs> somewhere somewhere around fifteen years I think. My kids were maybe eight and ten or maybe a little younger, 15, between fifteen and twenty years, something like
1: that. Right.
2: <laughs> um but I even before I started teaching the akashic records, it was a process because i I was an energy healer, I was an intuitive, and I did energy healing and 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 studied for many, many years because I you know, as I was saying, was born kind of awake, so I started studying when I was you know fourteen years old, that's almost sixty years ago, so nope, fifty years ago, sorry, let me not make myself older than I am um so you know, it's a process. And I love the fact that as we grow, you know, and as our life allows, then we can step, you know, more fully into the truth of who we are. And it is a process. It is a path. It's never a destination. So every year I teach now online, I'm teaching um, six-week online workshops and this last uh, summer I had almost 200 students in my online workshop, which was a record for me, you know, nice. from my 10 students in my little healing center here in California to 200 people all over the world. So the energy is supporting us, and it is so beautiful to see so many people waking up and and really um, being magnetized towards this sort of information and wisdom and healing right well
1: let's turn the, the focus on you so um, tell us about your modalities um, for example you've just talked about online classes um, do, do you work with people one-on-one in person over the internet give us a really comprehensive uh, understanding of of your platform mm.
2: oh absolutely thank you I do love to work with people one-on-one because I find that um, it can be so transformational when we're in the middle of a a trauma or big questions. You know, when we're at that kind of crossroads, we're like, I mean, I often have people who don't know if they should get divorced because they haven't been, you know, very happy in their relationship. They worry if they still have a sole contract or what their purpose is or why these relationships keep repeating themselves. And so when we're stuck in a lot of, you know, emotional pain or trauma, when we're stuck without having answers for our big questions, it's important for us to be able to find help, to find um, assistance in that. So I love to do Akashic Record readings. I often work with clients for three or six or sometimes you know times sometimes i work with someone for a whole year as we work through some big stories that we have you know some challenging situations and so we can go really deep into really that person's akashic record understanding their soul plan understanding the karma they came to work through healing a lot of that, and really understanding who they are so they can move forward with greater ease and grace as they create the life their heart and soul desires. So um, I love doing one-on-one, and it really keeps me active in the records in that sort of way. So I do that all the time, and I also teach online, and I teach in person. So I'm in San Francisco, and I usually do one or two local classes here, Um, I sometimes travel and teach classes in other places, but, um, what I found is these six-week online workshops are fabulous because it allows me to connect with people all over the world, and I am going to Australia next month. I'm going to actually be at the Mind, Body, Spirit Festival in, in Melbourne, Australia.
0: Nice. And,
2: um... And I actually have a lot of clients and students who live in Australia, so I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of them, you know, in person. But I'll have an online workshop coming up again in January. Um, And it's a comprehensive course, so I teach you how to open and read your records, and then I teach you how to go deep into creating self-mastery for yourself in your life. So uh, Course 1 and 2 is Akashic Self-Mastery really getting deep in your own work. And then I teach another seven-month program, which is Akashic Career Mastery, because there are so many lightworkers out there now who would love to have a spiritual business, who would love to be able to do readings and healings and help humanity. So I certify Akashic Record Consultants through my school, Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom.
1: Well, very nice. Um... And your books and web page?
2: So two books, The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, really takes you deep into understanding what the Akashic Records are and how they can help you. And my second book is From Questioning to Knowing, 73 Healing Prayers to Transform Your Life. So that book is really all about understanding your soul contracts, clearing a lot of old family pain, relationship pain. We go into all sorts of the, um, the emotions that, that often keep us back, all those kind of anger and shame and guilt and blame. And we really um, do a lot of healing with the 73 prayers so that people can pick up a book and get a ton of Akashic Record healing Right through, the, right through the book because the record keepers are holding the energy and doing the healing work for um, people as they read the book. So that you will find on Amazon and on my website. And so my website is AkashicKnowing.com. And you will find classes coming up, home study products, guided meditations, my two books, You can sign up for an Akashic Consultation and Healing Session with me all there at AkashicKnowing.com.
1: Oh, beautiful. Well, well, I I just had a hunch this conversation, this interview was going to be uh, 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 fast-paced and we're going to go all over the place. And I think that's just what happened.
2: I love it. It was really joyful for me. I really appreciate you, Les, it was really fun to kind of get to share this wisdom with your listeners. So thank you so much for having me on.
1: Well, uh, Lisa, your uh, your passion and your compassion for humanity is, is quite palatable. I want to thank you for everything that you do. You're really stepping up to the plate, so to speak, and and... Filling those shoes that your soul had in mind for you for this lifetime. I want to thank you for everything that you do and for being our guest on the show tonight. Oh,
2: thank you. That is really so sweet. I appreciate you.
1: We've been talking with Lisa Barnett, and the topic tonight has been the infinite wisdom of the Akashic Records. What a fun episode! You know, it's always my pleasure to bring you wonderful interviews like this, to take a deeper look at this human persona we all have, this ego perspective we all have, this soul perspective we all have. And uh, the interview with Lisa tonight was spot on as far as that's concerned. I'm your host, Les Jensen. As always, I enjoy sharing this time with you. Thanks for listening to us. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.